Senator. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Victor. All right. Get over that hump. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm not going to take real long tonight, I don't think. But then again, I think we always say that. Uh, book of Matthew. Very familiar portion of Scripture. Matthew chapter 13. And uh, we'll start in verse 3. When you have it, you can stand. Like I say, very familiar. I know we've read it. We've heard it preached on. Uh, I'm going to try to put a little different point in it, but then again, it's still very obvious, and I'm probably preaching to the choir, but uh, we'll be through. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 3, we'll start in verse 1. It says, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sore went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all that you've already done. Lord, I thank you for the good testimonies, Lord, and for the Spirit of God, Lord. And I pray tonight, O oh God, that you won't let your word return void, Lord. I know that it won't, God. And we thank you, we praise you. Lord, in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Amen. You may be seated. But others fell into good Ground. Here you have four, I, I think I counted it right, I read a commentary, it looked like it said three, but now I remember, that it, I, I misread it. Anyhow, there's four different grounds, if you divide that up, that's 25% each, there is a 75% chance, bear with me, of failure. When you throw that seed out, that seed goes out, there's 75% chance that you're either going to get bad, 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 or then there's 25% chance that it's going to go good and it's going to go right. Tonight I'd like to talk just for a minute on the 25%. The 25%. So here Jesus is telling this parable of a sower. He describes four different things. He, describes, he, he goes on in verse uh, 18 and he describes what it is. Hear ye the parable of the sower. When one heareth the word of the kingdom, Jesus is the ultimate sower of this seed. There are other sowers. There are preachers. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? There are others that go out and they spread this seed. But Jesus is really the one that is the sower. He's the one that goes out and puts the seed out. But Jesus describes and says that this seed is comparable to the word of of God. Yeah. This is the Word of God. He is yeah. sowing it out. When a preacher gets up, he's sowing the Word of God. And I know in this parable you can see many different things and different things in different lights. You can say, well, this this can apply to, and it can. This can apply to, to you know us sowing and them being prepared and so on and so forth. But I think first and foremost, this was talking. He was talking to the people about their heart being prepared. That's right. So that's what I'd that's like right. to just take on that take here that their heart and our hearts here need to be 
prepared. So hear ye the parable of the sower. The sower, Jesus, or you know, whatnot, but ultimately him. And then the seed being the word of God. And then he goes on and describes four different grounds. He describes the good ground, of course. And then he says the wayside, the stony hearts, and thorns. Let me see where I have it. I got really weird notes today, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I put everything. Yeah. All right, we'll just go through it. So, verse 18. He says, When one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away. I remember where I put it. It's on the back. So, the wayside is actually, when you think of wayside, I don't know about you, but when I think of wayside, I think of a beach. I don't know why, but it's not a beach. It's a road. It's, it's somewhere, if you ever tried to plant something, okay, it, it's not really going to go too far on a road. And by the way, this has to be prepared. Yes. Okay, I know I'm scattered, but just stay with me. This, these, these things, they have to be prepared. If you go outside and you get some corn seed, Brother Robert grows corn. I've tried to grow corn. I got about that big, and that was it. It was terrible. If you go outside and just start sowing corn out into the ground, you cannot expect it. I cannot expect that. I, I know it doesn't work that way. To just start coming up, and I'm going to have fruit, and then I'm going to have some for next year. It just doesn't work that way. If I go out and just do that just randomly, I can't expect it just to happen. Yeah. It has to be it has yes, to be taken right. care yes. of. It has to be prepared before I get the seed out and planted. Whether you broadcast it, whether you go and you put it one by one, you have to prepare the ground yes. before you go. But there's a lot of people, it's like if I go out and I just start doing that, I'm thinking that, okay, there's a 25, 25, 25, 25%. Well, I'm the exception. I'm not the 75% chance. I'm the 25% chance that I'm going to go out and just get this great big cornfield and it's going to fall into good ground and everything's just going to start working out. That is the, that, that's the, the small part. That, that doesn't happen, okay? That, that, statistically, that does not happen. But that's the way a lot of people live their life for God. Yeah. They go out, and I know we're, I'm getting a little weird, but they live their life for God, expecting things to just happen. I'm not talking about salvation. Salvation is free. One lady told me, she said, not, there's nothing in life that's free. And I thought, later on, I thought, well, Jesus' gift is free. Yes. It is for you. Yes. But somebody had to pay for that. That's right. Okay, so what's free? Yeah. Amen. It is free for us, but I'm saying. But this isn't necessarily salvation. This is what I'm talking about tonight, just so I'm clear. This is our relationship with God. Okay? When you get saved, that's great. But your relationship with God has to have some upkeep. There has to be something involved that you're putting in effort. Again, if I go outside and I start spreading seed everywhere, yeah, you're going to see a little corn stalk about that tall. Tell me if I'm wrong. And once it gets a certain time limit, it's not the tallest time limit, it's going to start sprouting stuff and it's going to look like mine, like somebody's hillbilly teeth or something. You know, one missing here and one missing there. It's going to look terrible. Okay. That's how casinos, by the way, thrive. People go out into these games, and this is how it works. They go out into these games, and there's a small, small chance. You know, you got 90%, whatever it is, 90% chance that you're going to lose everything, but you got that 10% that you're going to win $14 million. And there's these 
forgive me, I won't say that. There's these guys that come in there, these women that come in there, and they say, I am the exception. I am the 10%. I'm going to get the $14 million, and what do you think happens? Yeah, there's one here and there and over yonder, and they make sure they get a picture and put it on the wall, and so-and-so got this at this date, and you say, I'm like that person. I am the exception. That's the way that a lot of people live their life for God. They go out and they say, well, everything's just going to happen. Everything's just going to be fine. But yes, it, 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 we can't. It's free, but it's not to us. After a while, we have to put in effort. Even when we get saved, there is effort that needs to be put in. There is a decision that needs to be made here and here that we say, yes, Lord, I will. It doesn't just automatically happen. You know, I thought about this earlier, that we are creationists when it comes to the origins of, of, of the universe, but yet we act as evolutionists when it comes to our relationship with God. Sometimes we expect the big battle and then everything's just going to fall into place as if we believe that if we put a watch, pieces of a watch into a bag, shake it up, we're going to get a watch. We know that's not right. We know that's not true. But yet we live our life on this thing called faith that we don't really know what it is and we just go on. I'm talking about our relationship with God. All these other things, all this, this, just everything that you want to say, that comes after the fact of our relationship with Him. And that has to have maintenance. That has to be prepared for the Word of God, whether it's reading the Word of God, whether it's hearing a preacher from the Word of God, or whether it's just of what I'm trying to say of just living with Him. Yes. Our heart has to be that good ground. Yes. I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit so we get some context. The first example is the wayside. The wayside, of course, it didn't work, okay? Nothing was growing there. It was a road. You try to plant something on the road, they're just going to come by and just going to stomp it over. But Jesus explains that the person hearing the word of God doesn't understand what he heard. That's the problem with the wayside part of the parable. That they didn't understand what was being sowed. There was no understanding. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart soul, mind, and strength. That's the whole man. That's the whole being, okay? That's not neglecting one part and going to another part. That's not saying, you know, this wop-sided kind of Christian. That's the whole thing, the heart, the soul, the mind, and the strength. But here Jesus is saying that mind part, that understanding, not just the knowledge of it, but the wisdom of understanding it, okay? And then the next one, and he says that the devil comes and steals. When you don't understand, the devil comes and steals. I didn't write the whole thing down. That's nice. Hold on, give me one second. Verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it, yet he hath no root in himself. This is the shallow Christian. This is the one that has no depth of earth. I'm talking about that 25 we can be the 25%. There's many there be that go into the broad way, but few there be into the straight and narrow that find that way. It's not because it just happened. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. It's because there was work put into it. It's because there was effort put into preparing that ground so that they found that narrow way. That comes... 
I'm, I'm so all over the place. Psalms 126 and 6 says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. Brother Randy Webb got up and preached a whole message. I mean, you know, Brother Randy, I mean, he really, you know, preached a message, not like I'm doing doing quit. He preached a whole big message on this one verse, and I, I heard the verse when he read his text, and I didn't understand it. If he would have quit then, I would have walked out the door and got nothing from it. But he went through this, and I'm going to try to go through it very quickly. He that goeth forth and weepeth. When you go forth and weep, that's crying, and you bear precious seed. Those tears are like precious seed. He says you shall doubtless. That's without a doubt, without a, a, a shadow of a doubt, as we say. You shall come again with rejoicing, bearing sheaves with you. You planted with your tears, but you shall come with the fruit of those prayers. That is putting effort into our relationship with God. When you sow forth with tears, you shall bear fruit with sheaves. Okay? The next one. He also that receives seed among the thorns. That's the one he Jesus says that heareth the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. So he had nice leaves, but he had no corn. Okay, he had nice stalks and nice bushes and nice whatever, but he didn't have any fruit to go along with that. It looked pretty. It was nice to look at. It might even gave someone shade. But it didn't have any fruit. It was useless. Yeah. And then he goes on, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he. I'm talking about the 25%. I'm almost done. I'm not going to take a long. Just that 20. But you say you just talked about, you know, I, I'm the exception. I'm the exception. No, what they're saying is I'm the exception. It's just going to happen for me because I'm, I'm that person. Naturally, we are going to fall under the other bad grounds. But if we cultivate that ground, if we work on that ground, if we prepare that ground, we can be the 25%. We can be the exception. It doesn't come through talent. It doesn't come through just me of who I am. It comes through effort being put into it. Yes. In 1988, there was a psychologist by the name of Carol Dweck. She uh, introduced a concept in her paper. I don't know if she actually pinned the phrase but after a while, it, it began to be called the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. It's something they teach. I, I really, really like it. But what it's talking about is this fixed mindset. You hear it in, in uh, I think, like corporate offices and things like that. But the, the way that they're starting to use it seems to be a little incorrect. But the, the, a fixed mindset says that this is who I am and I have the talent. In other words, Jamie is really bad at math, okay? But I'm pretty good at English. Well, a fixed mindset would say that, well, English is my thing, but I'm not good at math. I wasn't born to be good at math, so therefore I'm just going to quit and not try. But a growth mindset says, yeah, I'm good at this one, but I'm bad at, yeah, that's fine. But a little work and a little effort, I can be good at both. Okay? A, a fixed mindset says, this is the way that I am. I can't change it. It's how I was born. That's it. Done. But a growth mindset is the opposite. It says that I can basically change who I am with enough effort, enough work. You may have to put in a little work, but it's not about the talents. It's not about who I am and things like that. It's you can put into enough effort to be the 25% basically. Okay. So what is my point? Y'all can get a song ready because I'm almost done. 
My point is, through all of this, Jesus gave us four different things. There is an exception, but the exception is not going to just happen. We have to be prepared to hear the Word of God. And we have to be prepared, even when it's... I'm not just talking about a preacher. I know we're going into revival. But I'm just talking about our relationship with God, whether it be yeah. through a preacher, whether it be through the Word of God. But that comes in different ways. That comes in understanding the Word of God. That comes in having our roots deep into the Word of God and into God. That means having them deep and not shallow. That means not letting the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the Word of God and not being content with leaves and green but and expecting fruit and much fruit and more fruit. Amen. And that also means prayer and Bible reading. Many, many times you say that is as elementary as you can get. And I think it is. After I got saved, people came up to me and they would give me advice, 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 advice. And they were just telling, you know, that just it, it was great. I mean, that's fine. They were just telling me stuff and this and do this and do that. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But Brother Dwayne Holden came up to me at the altar. We sat on the altar just after youth camp. And he said, if you don't remember any advice, I don't, sorry, that's my own bad. He said, but if you don't remember any advice that was given to you, remember this one thing. There's an old, and he told me the old children's song, read your Bible and pray every day. Amen. Yes. And it's something that has stuck with me. It's a discipline that I, I cannot get away with. I cannot get away from. Even if it's just a little bit or even if it's just something, it's, it's, it's ingrained almost. Okay. Yes. It's a discipline. We have to have that basic, basic discipline if we are to survive. Okay. Yes. Um, Many times I'll, I'll, I'll get in a pickle or I'll get in a, a situation, and if I ask myself honestly, did you pray today? I know it's, a, it's becoming a joke in the public schools. Did you pray today? And they asked me that one time. Did you pray today? I said, yeah. <laughs> you need to. You know? But if I ask myself honestly, did you pray? Did you read the scriptures? The answer is there. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's really where it's at. Did you start your day with God? I heard a... Um, a radio station, I'm closing, radio station, uh, a lady, uh, I can't remember, somebody on there. And they said, they were telling about something that they had heard, and they said, you know, they, they were talking about somebody else. They said, uh, the first thing he does when he gets out of bed is his knees touch the floor, not his feet, his knees. And that stuck with me, you know. That's got to be our mindset. It doesn't necessarily, okay, if, you're, if your toe touches the floor before your knee, I think it's okay. But it's the, it's the mindset, okay? It's the, it's the thing of, I'm going to start my yes. day with God. Right. And if you want to do it like this, I'm going to start and end my day with God. Why? What's the point? Because if I don't start it with Him, yes. I'm going to start it with something else. Yes. That, my friend, is a weed in our uh -huh. garden. When you start with God, that's fine. It is almost like a big bang. Okay, somebody started it. But it is, it, it is that. Over in the temple, God started that fire that was on the altar. That was God. There was no way that they have, could, could have put in enough effort, those priests. There's no way that they could have put in enough you know, hot air, enough effort, enough brain power to be able to get the same results that God got on that altar. But he said, get up every morning and keep that fire burning. Every day, keep that going. Right? And, and, and it wasn't their own way. Okay, it wasn't through their own flesh. It was in the way that God told them to do. Yeah. Right. right. Please divide that correctly. 
But we can all stand. I'm, I'm done. I'm quitting. But my point is, the 25%. Yes, it is an exception, but it doesn't just happen. If you want to, and if you have that sort of mindset, you can be the good ground. You can bear fruit. You can, you can have your roots deep. You can uh, be prepared to not only hear the Word of God, but to be main, you can maintain that to maintain the Word of God. So let's come. Let's pray. I know it wasn't much, but let's try to get something out of it and uh, seek the Lord here for a little while.